The Perfect Stress Podcast does not provide medical or nutritional advice, nor is it a substitute for medical or nutritional advice, and is not intended for the prevention, cure, or mitigation of any medical condition or disease. This podcast provides information only. Please consult a physician or nutritionist for advice. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Perfect Stress Podcast, where we walk that fine line between being productive and overdoing it and triggering stress-related symptoms. I'm Adam Darrow, your host and founder of My Stress Alarm. So I just got back from vacation. It went by quick, but you know what? It didn't go by too quick. I think seven days is the magic number. Seven days of vacation, preferably not including travel days. Why? Because that's just enough time away to start forgetting your normal everyday things. Like when I got home and I started unpacking and putting things away, I'm like, where do I keep my keys? Oh yeah, I keep them over here. And you're noticing little details about your home and your neighborhood that you normally don't pay attention to. Like everyday things you start to forget. And that's how you know you had a good break. Now, how do I know it's seven days? Well, because in the past, when I planned a trip, which wasn't often, by the way, I would plan to come back in five days because I was a little anxious. And and also, I I talked about this a, a few episodes ago, how I viewed vacation as a chance to catch up on side projects and do more work, basically. Um... That was episode 104, Productivity is in the Eyes of the Beholder. And a while before that, episode 58, Is There Such a Thing as Downtime, where I talk about how I used to view vacation and the mentality of being productive all the time, but then realizing that resting was really important and was a task to be treated just like any other task, and that in its own way is productive, which includes vacation every once in a while. But... I always remember regretting that I didn't stay longer, wherever I was. But no regrets this time. Again, it went fast, but not too fast. And it doesn't matter where you go. I went to the beach. Some people think the beach is boring. It is boring. But that's kind of the point, I think. Um, In fact, it's a challenge for someone like me, who's always thinking and doing things, to be able to just lay there on the beach in a beach chair and not move. Just watch the ocean, put some earphones in and and listen to music or not, but breaking the routine. That's why I don't do a lot of sightseeing on vacation. I could, and it would definitely be cool and something different, but I would still be moving around and, and probably sticking to a certain schedule. And so really just Laying on the beach is like the absolute opposite of my normal life. And so that's what I want to do. It's therapy, just laying on the beach. Of course, I do get into the water as well, although the the ocean is still boring to me, but not as boring as a pool because of the waves. I like to lie on my back, close my eyes, and let the current take me wherever. I get thrown around, bobbing up and down. It's fun. Sometimes you wake up a quarter mile away. No, uh, just kidding. But you can kind of tell based on the current when you get into the water, which way it's going to take you. But anyway, staycations are good too. 
gives you a break from your normal routine for sure, but being in a different environment has additional benefits. And you don't have to go on an exotic vacation. You can travel locally to somewhere you've never been and achieve that feeling of being in a different environment. Because obviously right now the economy, it's front and center in terms of uncertainty uh, in the next few months and beyond. But I will say that the earlier you plan a vacation, the cheaper it is. So if you are thinking about it, locking in a reservation now could literally save you hundreds of dollars. Because with inflation and so many things happening right now that are impacting our economy, the earlier you plan, the better. I'm probably going to be doing an episode real soon on financial stress. Not that I'm an expert in finances for sure, but just like relationships, I've made so many mistakes in this area. I can at least tell you some things not to do and also how to handle the the stress aspect if you are dealing with financial stress. Now, when you're not on vacation, there are certainly things you can do to keep the stress in check just from your normal everyday routine. Especially if you're a workaholic like me, for lack of a better word. I really don't like that word, workaholic. In fact, I think I'm going to make up a new term that more accurately describes folks like me. If you have any suggestions, please let me know. But the word workaholic is just so negative. It sounds like a disease or compulsive behavior that needs intervention. And I don't think that quite captures what's really going on. If you work a lot, it's probably for a good reason, right? I mean, you don't just work for the sake of working. It's not like you're addicted to it, like like an alcoholic is addicted to alcohol, where they, they physically need the alcohol. You're motivated to work to achieve some goal or goals. And there's a certain amount of time that you feel you need to put in each week in order to have any decent chance of achieving said goals. And that's a function of how ambitious your goals are, what resources are available to you, and your judgment insofar as how much progress you should be making each week. This is where my sustainability matrix planning comes into play. The intersection between the amount of rest you're getting during waking hours and your satisfaction level with the progress you're making on your goals. In my opinion, the number one question you want to ask yourself if you're like me, hardworking, goal-oriented, ambitious, driven, and push yourself a lot, is how satisfied are you with the rate you're progressing on your long-term goals? Because by starting there, you're in effect leveraging your intrinsic motivation and putting any potential behavior change that you're considering into the context of how it could improve your ability to achieve your goals, which is very effective. And if you would like to learn more about sustainability matrix planning, please listen to episodes 9 and 10, Beyond Chronic Stress Monitoring, and 45, 46, and 48, How to Go from Being Reactive to Proactive. Um, But getting back to my original point about the term workaholic, Perhaps you're motivated to a fault, but I don't see that as a disorder or an addiction or something that needs intervention or or treatment per se. But if you're someone with ambitious goals and you're always trying to, you know, get ahead and squeeze a little more work in here and there, there are things that you can do to keep stress to a minimum, starting with not pushing yourself to get things done faster. 
from personal experience, for the amount of time you end up saving, you're not really getting much bang for your buck, so to speak. Too much stress and risk, to tell you the truth. You're running all over the place, bumping into things. I just find it's not worth it. Now, what is worth it, in my opinion, is reducing the amount of time between tasks, i.e. lag time, and getting better with efficiently putting one thing down and picking something else up and being able to keep a steady pace. It takes a lot of focus to be able to switch gears and jump from one task to another, but that's where, to me, the real opportunity is to improve productivity without increasing stress too much. It still increases stress a little bit because focus and awareness, it, it's mental work and it, it, it requires, it's work. So it, it, it all contributes to stress. But to me, you're definitely getting more bang for your buck there. In addition, there are times when we underestimate a particular task and it ends up taking a lot longer than you anticipated. You could even find yourself going down a rabbit hole to figure something out. And sometimes it's worth it if you have to do it, but other times it's not worth it. Now, when you prioritize what you're going to work on on any particular day, you're making an assumption as to how long and how much effort and complexity your task list is. And so when you find yourself going down that rabbit hole, which you didn't expect to do, trying to figure something out, you got to be mindful of that time and effort and keep asking yourself, is it still worth it? Is it still worth it? You know, keep asking yourself that as you keep, as you keep working at it. As soon as it's not clear to you if it's worth it or not, table it, move it aside, move on to the next thing. That's a skill that you can really work on and get better at. And this is why I always mention that chronic stress monitoring is not exact science. So there's always some margin of error that you have to keep in mind when deciding what course of action you're going to take each day. So if your threshold number is 43, let's say, for example, don't be shooting for 42, okay? Because you can still flare up, not to mention you always want to leave some cushion for unexpected events, of course, but also for, as I just mentioned, tasks that end up taking a lot longer than you anticipated, which you and I know happens more times than you think. Just a quick note that I have a kickoff meeting this Monday evening with the new developers I hired to debug the My Stress Alarm app. So crossing fingers, we can get over the finish line really soon and start properly promoting the My Stress Alarm app. Because in my opinion, a lot of folks could really use this because there's no shortage of stress in the world right now, you know, and, and My Stress Alarm is so easy and cheap. With the economy right now, cheap ain't a bad thing. So really looking forward to hopefully sharing some exciting news about that soon. Well, that's my two cents for this week. Thank you, as always, very much for listening. Really appreciate that. And I really value your feedback, so please don't be shy. You can post a comment on the Perfect Stress Facebook page or always feel free to email me directly at adam at perfectstresscoaching.com. Stay safe and wishing you good health and success. Have you ever felt like you pushed yourself so much that it actually affected your health, either physically or mentally? 
If you have an autoimmune disorder, heartburn, tension headaches, irritable bowel syndrome, high blood pressure, depression, or something else you think is stress-related, then My Stress Alarm might be just the app for you as it helps you walk that fine line between being productive and overdoing it and triggering stress-related symptoms. It takes just a minute a day, no wearables or sensors needed. Just go to MyStressAlarm.com to download for iOS or Android. Anyway, thank you very much for tuning in. And if you'd like to get new episodes automatically, just click subscribe. Also, I'd be much obliged if you left a review or comment. Well, until next time, wishing you good health and success. And remember, don't let stress get in the way of success.